Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch. Yeah, fun times. Um, oh boy, let me tell you, it has just been all sorts of cray cray going on this week. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's just been nuts and I don't even know where to begin, but first let me tell you about the best coffee that I know and absolutely love. Um, that would be American pride Roasters, yes, American Pride Roasters bringing you the finest coffee in all the world. It is purchased and sent to beautiful, sunny Iowa, where it is roasted and blended to make fine flavors. Flavors that represent great Americans, such as George Washington, Ronald Reagan, Doc Thompson, Keith Malinak from The Blaze, and so many more. Uh, check it out. They have all these great flavors. Personally, I am a huge fan of both the, I say both, the Teddy Roosevelt is amazing. The uh, Frederick Douglass is awesome. But personally, since I love that huge caffeine boost, I have to go with the one, the only, Thomas Paine, uh, the remix, ah, oh, my brain. The Age of Reason remix, which is all 100% robust beans, and it's just, ah, like twice the caffeine as the regular, and it is so good. Great flavor. You get that caffeine boost, gets you up and going in the mornings. So check it out. American Pride Roasters, go there, and when you place your order, you'll see the uh, special directions. There are the, see that little box there in the corner, and when you uh, have it, have that running, you uh, flip to it and you'd say, hey, I heard about this from the Tyler Morgan show. He says you're great, whatever. Just so they know you're hearing about it from the show. Check it out, American Pride Roasters, aprcoffee.com. Oh my gosh, I'm going Peter Brady. APR Coffee, American Pride Roasters, aprcoffee.com. Historically, great coffee. All right, so getting into everything that's been going on, um, there is so much coming out in the Twitter files that I just haven't had time to digest it. Uh, he's had the second, third, and fourth drops uh, Elon Musk has, so I really haven't had a chance to get into the nitty-gritty other than, yes, it's pretty obvious that Twitter went out of their way either with the tacit approval of Jack or they just complete, you know, he knew it was happening, but he wasn't going to say or do anything to let people know. So that way he had plausible deniability. Oh my God. And, or the other option is, uh, the JJ or, and all the other people involved in the, uh, upper echelons of Twitter, and getting down into some of the middle management, they uh, they just did it behind his back. So in 2018, when he said, we are not shadow banning people, it's not that he was lying. It's either A, he was vaguely aware, but he couldn't speak to it because then he'd be talking out of his butt and he didn't want to do that. 
or B, he had no idea because people were just straight lying to him the entire time. So, like I said, I really don't have a whole lot to say on that because I have not dug into these files. Michael Schellenberger has been going through uh, Twitter files number four and tweeting about it on the twatters. So, I mean, and Schellenberger, actually, you, you stop and look at who has been writing on the Twitter files. Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi is a balls and strikes, call it as I see it, but he leans left journalist. Barry Weiss. She is a calls balls and strikes, calls as she sees it, leans left journalist. Michael Schellenberger ran as a Democrat to try to unseat uh, Gavin Newsom. He is a proponent of climate change, although he admits that the climate catastrophe as being pushed is nowhere near what's actually going on and the world we live in is nowhere near as catastrophic as what the climate crazies are. I said, if you have left-wing journalists who are saying, oh my God, this is insane, then there's something there. Although, you know, don't, don't get a Mr. Keith Fathead Olbermann the Senate needs to, to be ha- holding hearings on this because Elon Musk, Elon Musk is a fascist. He's a fascist. He's wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm a fascist. For anyone who does not know, that is a classic, classic reference to everyone's favorite fathead who loves to do his little YouTube show where he's standing out on the balcony overlooking Central Park in the Upper West Side and I'm looking down at all you little people but down here below me because I'm Keith Olbermann and I have this giant apartment and I screw you. As long as I'm Keith Olbermann, I'm going to keep doing what I do. Blah, 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 Keith Olbermann, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting into all that. It, yeah, Olbermann has been going off on Elon Musk and actually has been calling for uh, Senate hearings because, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. You know where we need to have Senate hearings? Here's where we need to have Senate hearings. We need to have the president explain why he did not push to get a United States Marine who was being held by Russians for spying Since 2018. Now, there's a lot of people have uh, brought up that, yes, Donald Trump should have been working to get Paul Whelan out. As far as I know, I think, I actually think Trump was working to get him out. He hadn't abandoned him. But the Biden administration, when they had the opportunity to say, okay, we have this, you know, C list athlete celebrity person who she plays basketball in Russia. She knows the laws of Russia, but still feels that she should be able to bring her THC oil into Russia with her. Now, maybe she did legitimately like, oh, I was in a hurry to pack. So I get over here, you know, start the season and I forgot it. Okay. Possible, but unlikely. However, regardless of the situation, she pled guilty. She had the she had the oil in, in her bag. She acknowledged it. Yes, I know it's illegal. I had it. I was wrong. I am guilty. Gets a nine-year sentence because Russia doesn't screw around on foreigners with drugs in their country. That's who Russia is and will always be. I'm sloshing my rye whiskey out everywhere. Feel bad. Um... But we trade what, and don't get me wrong, this is not Bo Bergdahl level bad, but it's still not a good trade. We traded a high level, I don't know if he's evil or just incredibly mercenary, 
but this high-level elite warlord, I say warlord, not really a warlord, but he's definitely an arms dealer, this this elite-level arms dealer who is possibly responsible for the deaths of thousands of Americans, if not hundreds. Um, we traded him for Brittany Griner. Warlord, responsible for the deaths of thousands around the world. <gasps> basketball player. Arms dealer, basketball player. This is um, insanity at its purest. And I, I honestly don't know where we should be with it because um, the insanity is just that bad, period. Um, we are we're selling our souls as a country. We, we, we honestly are. When we turn and look and go, oh, wow, wow. She should have never, never been sent to prison. Okay, well, that's debatable, but, you know, a sovereign country has its own laws. Because Just because, you know, we live here in the United States and marijuana and other drugs, amazingly enough, are starting to become normalized where, you know... You know, we start off with, well, medical marijuana. If, if you're going through cancer and you need something to help with the pain, be able to help give you an appetite because the chemo is just so bad and the cancer just hurts, you smoke a little weed or eat, you know, eat a gummy or two and, you know, you go about your day, man. It went from that. Like, okay, we have legitimate medical reasons. Um... If you're familiar with the Penn and Teller series from Showtime called Bullshit, they did an episode about medical marijuana. And there was a guy on the show who he gets a monthly ration of joints from the federal government. Pre-wrapped, ready-to-go marijuana cigarettes from the feds. And he has... um, it's not cancer, but it's a uh, these uh, uh, bone tumors that get incredibly painful, and so he is very thankful for the marijuana that he gets because it's you know, and he says it's not addictive, and a lot of research shows that yeah, THC isn't addictive, but. Yeah, some of these some of these researchers or some of these research studies are biased because they're looking for a potential outcome, but it's neither here nor there. But yeah, you know, we've gone. You know, the point I'm making is we go from actual medical treatment to make your life bearable when you get these tumors in your hands and your joints that just you just can't live with. You don't live in Canada where you can say, please kill me. We've gone from that. We've gone from, you know, well, we're just trying to help get them through the chemo and all these other things. It went from there to, well, if you have depression, you can get on marijuana. If you have some sort of psychosis and the marijuana is going to help you, we, we'll get you your medical card and you can go on about your life. You can go on about your day. Just, you know, hit a little doobies. You know, take a hit off the ball and eat a gummy, whatever, and you'll go about your day. We've gone from that to, you know, even here in Missouri, as conservative as Missouri is, we legalized recreational weed. Now... Don't get me wrong, if that's what you're, that's your thing, that's what you're into, you want to try it, by all means, if it's legal and you're going to be in a situation where you're not going to put somebody else in danger, try it. 
if you've been using it and now you can legally get it, go ahead. But that's the you know the slippery slope argument has gone insane here in America when it comes to weed. But in Russia and other places around the world, they don't take kindly to drugs. And it's ridiculous that we should have to bend over backwards to accommodate this poor, poor oppressed woman who makes more in a year than I will probably in four or five years combined. If I didn't pay any bills and saved up all my money, it'd take four or five years to make what she makes in a single WNBA season. But she's oppressed. Oh, she, the Russians, they wouldn't let me do this. Oh. And a lot of people are joking that the first time they play the national anthem, she's going to be... At the home of the brave. I guarantee you, she will either A, take a knee on the court because, yes, Joe Biden got me out of prison, but my views on America still haven't changed. Or she'll just stay in the locker room because Joe Biden got me out of Russian prison, but my views on America still haven't changed. So, I mean, where do we go? I sure as heck don't know. And this, the, the whole idea that we have to bend over for this kind of... Uh, This, this kind of celebrity. I mean, like I said, you go back to the Obama administration when President, my boss, traded five, not one terrorist, not two terrorists, three or four, five terrorists for a guy who said, you know, I just don't agree with the war and all this stuff, and I'm just going to... I'm just going to walk off into the Afghan wilderness. Yeah, you can look at him as being a traitor. I look at him being more of a deserter. But then again, there were techniques that started being used um, against American forces. That were distinctly American, but I digress. Granted, with Brittany Griner, no Americans died trying to get her out. Again, this huge renowned arms dealer compared to five terrorists. It, it, it's really hard to say if one is worse than the other. I mean, they're both equally bad. There's five of these guys versus the one of him. But the one of him would have no issues selling weapons to the five of them. So it kind of balances out. We traded crap people to get back crap people. There was never any reason why we should have traded soldier or traded terrorists for Bo Bergdahl. There is no reason we should have traded an internationally renowned weapons trafficker for a basketball player. But this is the state that we live in in America now where you are not judged by how successful you are now you're judged by how how you could be the bigger victim. And that is horribly, horribly sad that that's where we're at, that victimology is this huge thing. 
Meanwhile, we have government and government agencies that will literally rape you. And then be like, hey, you know, we, we should be we should be uh, free from punishment. And yeah, and, and, and all the Britney Griner stuff, this is a story that's kind of fallen by the wayside. And I am not going to be able to get all of this in tonight. Um, but it it's pure insanity. Uh, all right, so you want to talk about how dumb the situation is. It starts off two years ago, at least a dozen women on a Qatar Airways flight to Sydney were ordered off the plane at Doha Airport in Qatar and subjected to forced feminine body cavity searches. Australia-made diplomatic protests both the airline and the airport are controlled by the government of Qatar. The Qatari government issued a public apology and said that, quote, those responsible for these violations and illegal actions have been referred to the public prosecution office. Those responsible for sacking those responsible for sacking the writers of the subtitles have been sacked. So last month, just before the start of the World Cup soccer tournament in Qatar, some of the women filed a lawsuit in an Australian court against the airport operator and the airline. If you think that couldn't happen in the USA... <laughs> or that victims would fare better with government authorities. And, and in the courts of the USA, then Qatar, think again. Right now, there's a panel of judges on San Francisco's Ninth Circus Court of Appeals that is hearing an argument in San Francisco in a lawsuit, uh, Michelle Luthauser versus USA, brought by a woman who complained that she was digitally penetrated i.e. raped with fingers in 2019 by TSA staff or by TSA staff after they ordered her into the back room of the airport in Las Vegas for a pat down after she, after she went through the rape scam machine. Uh, it's bad enough to require that if anything anomalous is spot on the image taken by the virtual strip search machine, you have to go through a hands-on strip search. Which, again, a hands-on strip search, which it doesn't even have to be, you know, literal strip search. You know, with a woman, back of the hands, underneath, make sure there's nothing there. And, you know, inside of the hand, come up the legs, preferably with a female officer, not a male. And you, you know, feel, like, you feel the area where you saw something anomalous and go, okay, there's something here that requires you to actually take clothes off, or there's not. Easy peasy Japanesey, right? Well, not so much, apparently. It's another thing to turn that into a body cavity search involving groping and penetration. Local police who were standing by refused to take a complaint from Mrs. Lutauser. Traumatized and unable to face TSA checkpoints again, she lost her job, which required frequent air travel. Eventually, after her claim against the U.S. government for damages was administratively denied, she sued the TSA employees in the U.S. government for damages, as she well should have. Now, this is, and this is where it gets dumb. Unlike the government of Qatar, who apologized, this is a government that has outlawed being gay. A government that will imprison you if you are a dude into dudes or a chick into chicks. They apologized for what they did to Australian women who are going through the airport. Our own government won't apologize to its own freaking citizens. This is why uh, the Twitter account at RDMP Pods is the Tyler is uh, the Tyler Morgan Show a uh, radical restorationist because we have to restore this country to what it was. For, forget conserving the good stuff because there's a lot of stuff uh, the Republicans have brought in over the past 140-some-odd years, 150, 160 years since the Civil War, since the foundation of the party, which is crap. 
we need to restore this country back to the Constitution. That's a story. That's a rant for another time. Anyways, like I said, Qatar apologized. U.S. government hasn't apologized and, <clears throat> and said that what happened was illegal. All right. Unlike the government of Qatar, however, the U.S. government hasn't apologized and said that what happened was illegal or would be illegal if the complaint was, if proven to be true, or referred the TSA checkpoint staff for investigation and possible prosecution, which they haven't done. The TSA hasn't even tried to dispute the truth or factual accuracy of the complaint. Instead, the TSA argued that even if all the allegations Mrs. Luthauser's complaint are true, the TSA and its employees have absolute impunity. Regardless of what torts, even rape, TSA checkpoint staff commit against travelers, the government claims that federal courts have no jurisdiction to hear lawsuits or even consider claims against them. That's, that is the most asinine, pig-headed, bullcrap ever uttered by any attorney ever. The idea that the federal government can shoot you in the face, but you can't sue them. Because, oh, well, you know, we're... We're operating within the bounds, and you know, and we thought he he we thought he was a threat, so we shot him in the face. But here we have TSA agents playing gropey Joe and pretending that a traveler is Tara Reed and putting fingers in places where there's no need to put fingers. But they should be able to uh not face punishment? What if what if the a male TSA agent while she's stripped the other agent leaves the room? What if you were to rape her? Like literally rape her. They should they should get impunity from that? They should have impunity from roughing someone up. They should have impunity against grabbing grandma's crotch. They should have impunity against grabbing your child's crotch. I'm sorry. The last time I checked, the government exists to protect us and to protect our rights, not to infringe on rights, not to make our lives miserable, not to make us live in fear of our own freaking government. But the TSA seems to think otherwise. Oh, wow. We're here to protect the travelers of this great country. No, you're not. Wait a minute. I went through TSA at Dallas just a couple weeks ago. I'm going to show you the difference between between airports when it comes to TSA. Pardon me. Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Their TSA? There is no rape scam machine. You put your stuff into the into the box. You send it through the X-ray. You know you you've taken your watches, your belt, your shoes, all this stuff off. Send it through with the rest of your stuff to be X-rayed. You walk through. If something goes ding ding ding, <coughs> they go oh okay. We'll get the wand out. We'll wand you real quick. Give you just give you a quick pat down. All right, all's good. Go grab your stuff, put your shoes on, belt on, blah, 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 and, you know, move out to the waiting area. Okay, that's not bad. Dallas. Oh, my God, Dallas. Tell me what the difference is after I've taken everything out, put it into the machine. They have the rape scan machine. And the guy ahead of me is holding, literally, he's holding his, uh, Passport in hand. No one says anything to the guy holding passport. And I'm like, oh, crap, my wallet. Here, I'll just take my wallet and, like, assume the position in the rapey scan machine. I'll hold it up above my head so it can be seen. If they want to flip through it, they can. No big deal. Oh, my God. I got griped out. Sir, what is that? Uh, It's my wallet. 
You need to put that in the machine and send it through. And then you need to go back and get scanned again. Really? I had to get a second rape scan so you can look at my junk a second time? Because I had my freaking wallet in my hand? What about the dude with the passport? Passports are, are they're, those are acceptable. It was the dumbest thing in the world. I, I suddenly was suddenly reminded why I don't like large airports and dealing with their security because they're stupid. They're, you, you get people like the, the cops who are the high school bullies. They had the chip on the shoulder. They had to prove everything. Then they get out of high school, and then they realize there's still a chip chip on their shoulder because they still haven't proved whatever it is they were trying to prove in high school. So now that they have a badge, and they can boss you around, and they can detain you for whatever reason. They can make up a reason to hold you there while just to, you know, they have no intention of, you know, giving you a ticket or arresting you for a crime. They're just trying to hold on to you to make your life miserable for 20, 30 minutes. These people now can get jobs at the TSA. And it's like, why? And unfortunately, with the TSA being a federal agency, there there is no repercussions. Uh, there are some big airports that are going to private security instead of TSA. And guess what? The number of complaints about jackass officers being rude to travelers and complaints that, you know, uh, he got all handsy with grandma. All that stuff is, is going by the wayside because private contractors that aren't unionized because the TSA has the government workers union. Um, you can actually fire people for being assholes. It's great. And honestly, this is what the federal government needs to do with so much. So so much where it has just ballooned to this ridiculous levels of bureaucracy, especially uh, looking at the military. There is so much civilian bureaucracy where you can have green suitors running everything. Dude, get rid of the civilians. Put the military in charge. Guess what? They can run their own stuff. I've seen it happen. It's amazing when it happens, but it's neither here nor there. So I'll take a quick break, and I'll get back, and we'll get into more of this uh, insanity when it comes to government and law and all of this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, so getting back into things, uh, don't forget, um, if you like the show, please, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, Rumble, listening to it on podcast, rating and reviewing is the ultimate way to get more audience. Um, So if you want to really help grow the show, do your part, you know, make sure you rate on your podcast apps, rate review, uh, make sure he's, you know, five stars, say something nice. It's great. Um, you know, they said 
your reviews and your ratings help people find the show. So it's awesome. Again, also on uh, social media, don't forget to follow me uh, on Facebook. You can find me at the Tyler Morgan Show. Uh, Twitter, you can follow at RDMP Pods, Relentless Daring Media Production Pods, RDMP Pods. And that's just basic. You know, I really don't do a whole lot of interaction there. That is all just, you know, trying to promote the show. If you want to follow my crazy interactions, follow me at fake Tyler Morgan. Yes, that's right. I am no longer the real Tyler Morgan. I am the fake because the real has been canceled because they probably said something naughty and you know how they get on Twitter. There's just no, just no room for naughtiness. It happens. So again, check those out. Appreciate it. All right. So, I got to talk about ICE, immigration control and enforcement, because, well, I mean, you if you ask, uh, you know, Homeland Security Secretary uh, Andrew, Alejandro Mayorkas, the border, the border, the border is secure, the border is secure, the border is secure, the border is secure, as per Alejandro Mayorkas. But, you know, they, you have one job. If your job is immigration and customs enforcement, perhaps it shouldn't be that hard to do things like um, if you're going to release people pending their uh, amnesty hearings, Maybe you should track them. You know, ankle bracelets. Um, oh, pardon me. Uh, maybe a phone with a tracker in it. <laughs> Just a thought. Well, ICE has uh, been putting out some information publicly that their math has been questionable. We'll call it that. Um, they forgot to carry a one. And so they're, what they're saying publicly is only off by roughly 18,000%. 18,000%. How do you screw up to the point that you are 18,000% off? Unless your whole goal is to keep weaving a narrative, as 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 has been demonstrated over the past decade or even longer, narrative trumps facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. Narrative doesn't care about the facts or your feelings, for that matter. But yeah, um, this is from uh, the Blaze. Miscalculation causes ICE to underreport illegal immigrants released without tracking technology by over 18,000%. Immigration Customs Enforcement claimed that the data miscalculation caused the agency to underreport the number of illegal aliens released into the United States without tracking technology by over 18,000%, the Daily Caller News Foundation reported. During a private event hosted by ICE last week, the agency distributed documents to attendees about the 2004 Alternative to Detention Program. The initiative was launched as a flight mitigation tool to to track illegal immigrants using ankle bracelets and cell phones while they await scheduled court proceedings. Thank you, George W. Bush, the compassionate conservative. According to the internal document obtained by DCNF, as of November 14th, ICE had released 49,459 illegal immigrants without any tracking technology. That's a big number. The reported figure on the document vastly differed from the stats on ICE's website, which stated that only 266 immigrants were released without ankle monitors or cell phones as of November 19th. Well, apparently, 
49,200-some-odd, 100-some-odd uh, immigrants had suddenly got ankle monitors and uh, tracky cell phones in that little five-day period. Additionally, the document revealed that only 8,118 illegal immigrants were released with GPS tracking devices as of November 14th. Again, according to ICE's website, numbers as the agency reported that 50... uh, Additionally, the document revealed that only 8,118 illegal immigrants were released with GPS tracking devices as of November 14th. According to ICE's own website, the agency reported that 56,805 illegal immigrants were being monitored using GPS trackers as of November 19th. A slight difference if you carry the 1 minus 5 adds 17, a 600% difference. So my question is, what numbers are real? Is it the... uh, We're monitoring almost 60,000 illegal aliens? Or is it the we're monitoring 8,100? Because that's a bit of a difference. You know what I mean? It's like you go to the store and the wife says, Hey, can you pick this up? And you do. Plus some other stuff that was kind of expensive. Okay. Um, there's a huge difference between spending $20 and spending $100. In this, there's a huge difference between we are tracking this many and we claim we're tracking this many. Unfortunately, because they have been so shady with their numbers, you don't know which one is real. I'm going to imagine that the document being passed out at this private event is probably the accurate number. Where it has the higher number being the uh, those people who were released without any kind of monitoring and the lower number being the one, the more accurate for how many are actually being monitored versus what they're telling the public. Quote, the Biden administration is hostile to transparency, and when it does publish data, it refuses to respond to media inquiries regarding significant discrepancies like this, a former ICE official told DCNF. Likely, ICE communication staffers are having a lot of difficulty defending this administration's chaotic and lawless practice. Uh, the people who are speaking on behalf of the agency probably have no issues with this because it's kind of how bureaucracies work. A bureaucracy, will they exist to protect themselves. They don't care whom they hurt in the process. They don't care how many lies they have to tell. So whoever is playing mouthpiece They have no qualms coming out and lying to our faces. And as such, I mean, they would just rather not say anything than actually respond to this. That's just who they are. DCNF reached out to ICE last week to reconcile the reporting discrepancies. On Wednesday, the agency updated its website to state that 49,166 illegal immigrants are not being tracked, while 7,905 are being monitored. Oh, even that number went down. Lovely. Upon further inspection of what participants were provided against what was publicly available online, it became clear there was a data miscalculation. Teams worked quickly to address and reconcile the issue, and now updated on ICE.com. We regret ICE provided erroneous ATD enrollment data and worked to resolve the miscalculation going forward. An ICE spokesperson told the news outlet. Again, the odds are they're just lying to us. Straight up. And you have to wonder about the veracity of even the updated numbers because they have made such a habit of not 
being forthcoming with the truth. All right, now, and honestly, this all goes towards one thing that they a lot of these crazy lefties have been pushing in the last few years, and that is this whole, abolish the police, man, defund the police, abolish prisons, I can't, prisons. Who cares if some person's a social deviant, they're going to rape, kill, murder, and plunder, and burn the cities to the ground. We can't have them locked up. Okie dokie. Well, as these views become more and more palatable, or at least the idea of saying these views has become more palatable because now you can say the quiet part out loud and everyone just goes, oh, okay, and goes about their lives. They don't care. They don't get outraged. Incoming Florida Democrat Maxwell Frost envisions a prison and police Free society. Democrats have lost control of the House representatives, but gained some new members with far-left policy stances. While Republicans underperformed expectations in November, the Democrats still lost control of the lower House of Congress, setting up a GOP-controlled chamber with razor-thin margin. Among the incoming freshman class are two Democrats who have voiced support for abolishing prisons. Congresswoman-elect Summer Lee, Democrat from Pennsylvania, a progressive Democrat, is taking over the district of longtime Democratic Representative Mike Doyle in Washington. Lee is a Democratic Socialist backed by Senators Bernie Sanders, Independent from Vermont, and Elizabeth Warren, Democrat from Mass., whose political path is mirroring that of far-left Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She has openly endorsed several socialist policies, including the redistribution of wealth, because yes, why, what could be better than taking from me based on my ability and giving it to someone else based on uh, an arbitrary condition of need that is defined by the person doling out the cash? I will probably keep 90% of it because that's what socialist governments do. They steal from the rich and give a little to the poor and keep the rest for themselves. Shh, we can't be telling people that. They'll get very upset. As well as controversial progressive policies like abolishing prisons. Instead of thanking black women, black voters, and especially black organizations, give us the investments we need and deserve. Redistribute wealth, end police violence, abolish the carceral state, commit to building building black-directed political power, and reparations. I'm sorry. I didn't own slaves. I cannot guarantee that my family didn't own slaves, either on my mom's side or my dad's side. I frankly don't know. So why punish me for things that I didn't do? I didn't go out and punch a black person in the face and steal their job. I'm not being a racist person who goes around treating black people just completely abhorrently. Why should I pay reparations for crimes, for abuses, for injustices that I did not commit? That's because you're white. We can't have white people being successful when there's black and Hispanic and Asian people. Hey, you know what? You know who paid the Asian people reparations? The U.S. government. You know why? Because the U.S. government wronged Japanese Americans when they deprived them of life, liberty, and property without due process of law. It was done during the first Bush administration. Back in, was it, 1990, 1991, somewhere in that ballpark, where survivors and the children of survivors of of Roosevelt's wonderful idea to take these American citizens and put them into internment camps, we paid them 
for what was lost and in an attempt to make them whole. Now you're asking American citizens, now you're not even asking, you're telling American citizens that, hey, whitey, cracker McCracker face, we know that your, that your families probably weren't here when the Atlantic slave trade was going on. And even after the Atlantic slave trade was ended, you know, maybe your family's all from the Northeast and never once owned a slave and were actively working in the abolitionist movement during the 1800s and the 1700s. Maybe they were in the South fighting Jim Crow in the 1950s and 60s. We're going to take from you and we're going to give to black people because they just had it so rough and it's your fault because you're white. It's ridiculous. Florida gained a young progressive congressman as well as well in the form of representative-elect Maxwell Frost, who endorsed the anti-police, anti-prison group Dream Defenders. Frost's endorsement of Dream Defenders includes a, includes a call, quote, for prison and police-free society, end quote. He also endorsed other far-left groups, including the radical environmental group, the Sunrise Movement. Oh, it's the Sunrise Movement, so bright and sunny. Frost was endorsed by both Sanders and Warren, as well as several other progressive groups and lawmakers. The Democrats have seen an uptick in progressive and socialist membership of the party as the party continues to lurch leftward, even in conservative states. Texas will see a progressive Democrat headed to Washington next Congress with Representative-elect Greg Cesar, a self-described Democratic socialist who was endorsed by the squad leader herself, taking a seat to represent parts of Austin and San Antonio. They couldn't have anyone better. The progressive gains will serve Ocasio-Cortez and her fellow squad members well, as it gives them more leverage in getting their priorities at the front of the party. Houston Keene, uh, politics writer from Fox News. And this is where, really, we are losing it as a country that even in places like Texas that's going to vote for a guy who is an open democratic socialist. Um, we're falling apart. We, as Americans, we, we don't look into who we're voting for anymore. This is why I said overall, you know, being a radical restorationist, I get that having a policy difference over, you know, the size and scope of government when it comes to uh, certain social safety net things. I, I can have this argument and there are concessions I can make. And while I not necessarily, I don't necessarily like these concessions, they're at least understandable. Having some sort of welfare system, um, I, I I don't want it to be complete dependence on the government. You know, go back to the Bill Clinton workfare days. Show that you're putting in an effort. It, it's one thing to need assistance. It's another thing to sit on the government tit for your entire life. And we have people who they they make a they make a life out of that. And I'm sure there's someone's gonna listen, ah, I directed a black people welfare queens. Well, you know what? They're not just black welfare queens. Trust me, I'm from rural Missouri. I see people who somehow despite not having a job, have relatively new cars, live in a relatively nice apartment. Of course, it's Section 8 housing, so they get for really cheap. And, you know, they never really have much of a grocery bill because they got the food stamps. I'm sorry, they have their SNAP benefits. They don't have food stamps anymore. Ah, food stamps, that was for uh, poor white trash. Now we have EBT cards and... Snap benefits. I've I've seen the people who make a living off of shamming and just sucking off the government teat as long as they can. People who are perfectly capable of working, 
They just choose not to. I don't know what that has to really do with anything, but and how it gets by, but you we need to be able to have these conversations on you know these social programs on certain social issues. Unfortunately, there's such a radicalization of the left. And they're going to say, oh, look at the radicalization of the right. They're just so awful. But really, though, I feel like the right hasn't moved that far right. Maybe a little, uh, especially with the Trump era. Definitely more people have moved towards uh the government's too damn big and too damn powerful and has too much control in our lives. Not to be confused with European left and right, where the right represents uh, state control, you know, represents more towards fascism versus, you know, freedom. But it's neither here nor there. But we, we don't have these conversations about well, okay, I think this is a good idea, but we need to have we need to have some uh, hand, need to have some handrails so it doesn't get out of control. Well, we can't have that anymore because the minute you do, ah, you just want people to die. Oh my God, you're horrible. No, I never said I want people to die. I just want people to be able to live a life without the government being all up their butts about everything they do without having to go to, you know, big, big daddy government to, you know, have permission to dig a trench, to build a pond, to put in a pool. Why should I, if I want to put an addition onto my house, why should I have to go to the government? Yeah. I have to go get permits. I have to get, you know, Submit the drawings for approval. It's insanity. And my neighbor, he wanted to run a water line out to his, uh, you know, out towards his orchard area. You know, years ago when he first moved here from, and we got out of the army and then came, came here to help set up uh, the transportation school on Fort Leonard Wood. He wanted to put in a frost-free line. And so he's asking, you know, to, well, how, what's the frost line? You know, how much does it cost to get a permit to put in a water line? And they just looked at him. Sir, you don't need a permit to put in a water line. What? There, there's no code on how deep it has to be? But, you know, what, where's the point where it stops freezing so I'm not going to have my water line freeze? Do I don't have to deal with all that? And it worked out great for him. We need more of that where people are just left to make their own logical conclusions about what they need to do without the government being all up in their business. All right, so that's going to do it for me. Whoo, I got a little deep there at the end of my plan on that. But anyways, um, thank you for joining me if you're here in the uh, live stream. Um, something happened with my stream labs where I didn't get my text, all the, all the chat going on on the side so i don't know if anyone was actually there i didn't see if anyone was typing anything so i apologize if i didn't read any of your comments on the air whoops it happens i'm sorry but again those of you who are listening to this on podcast those of you who are list who are watching this later on youtube or rumble thank you so very much Please make sure you hit the subscribe button, especially on YouTube. You know, hit that little red subscribe button and then hit the bell so that I make put make the new video available. You know, next week or and then especially when I come back from Christmas break here in a few weeks, it'll be uh, you know, I get the ep- episode up and ding, you get the bell letting you know that hey, new episodes there. Rumble, hit the subscribe button, notifications, turn them on. Again, thank you so very much for listening. If you are listening to this on the old podcast, the platform of your choice. Remember to please hit leave a five-star review, all except for three and below, we need to talk. After that, please write a review. And 
then um, share this episode. Send it to someone who you think will love this episode. Send it to someone who you think will hate it. I really don't care. As long as you're sharing the episode so people hear about the show, that is the important part. Again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.